Hey there. Kent Mansley, you work for the government. I wasn't going to say that. I have something for you. A new episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Reflux capacitor. Fluxing. Crew. Distinctions. Scanning for the Iron Giant. 1999. Prepare to rewind in three, two, one. Welcome, rewinders and new listeners to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we take a fresh look at movies and video games from 15 or more years ago. You can find this episode at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 159, where there are links to contact us and vote on the movies we cover. And if you end up loving the show and want to see it thrive, you can become a reflux capacitor, making our time travel possible alongside our patrons, Jared Holzhauer, Deborah Powers, Brian Keating, Patrick Hicks, LJ Lowry, Chris Cowan, The Feel and Film Podcast, Chris Owens, Geek Devotions, The Untold Podcast, Mrs. Lomax, Andy Lewis, and three other awesome patrons as well. Thank you all so, so much for supporting us on Patreon. I am Francisco Ruiz, your captain of the pod, and sailing with me as always is your XO, Paul, the Master Interrupter Powers. Hey, Paul, you're in the middle of the road. Yeah. All right. XO, who is rewinding with us for the Iron Giant? This time out, we are joined by a new guest. He is a professional graphic designer, illustrated, and fine artist. If you ask the ladies, especially his wife. Um, you know, fine. Anyway, as well as being a avid Batman enthusiast, a rock drummer. You drum on rocks? Anyway. And uh, loves his beautiful ball. wife, Miriam. Who lovingly puts up with his Lego building and other nerdery. Uh, welcome aboard, Colin Schlicht. Yeah. Welcome, Colin. Glad <laughs> Thank you're you. here. Glad yeah. to be here. Awesome. awesome. Thank you, Paul. Looking forward to hearing more from you guys later and also finding out how we each answer this movie's trivial question, which is, the comic book Hogarth Shows the Giant with Superman on the cover is Action Comics number 188, released in January 1954. This movie, of course, takes place in 1957. And then, and when Hogarth uh, does this, the theme music from the Max Fleischer Superman cartoons of the 1940s is heard in the background. So, Yeah, right? That got me curious. What is your favorite superhero TV show theme music? It could be live action or animated shows. So we will each be answering that question as the show progresses. But for now, XO, here is our course for this episode. First, our roundtable discussion will consist of the trailer, synopsis, production details for The Iron Giant. Uh, then we'll discuss the things we liked and disliked about the movie. We'll follow that up with our final rating of classic, nostalgic, or tragic. And then come back to our own time with feedback and announcements. Got that, XO? Course laid in, Alice. Rewind when ready. Alert. Alert. Approaching target. Spoilers are coming. Establishing analysis vector. Thanksgiving Thursday on the WB. Radar detected an unidentified object. He came from outer space. Some assumed it was a large meteor. And he has an appetite for destruction. We must stop it at all costs. Where's the giant? The voices of Vin Diesel and Jennifer Aniston. For some reason, the army is in our front yard. A broadcast television premiere. Oh, yeah. The WB presents The Iron Giant, Thanksgiving Thursday on the WB. Whoa, Thanksgiving Thursday. Do you guys remember Thanksgivings of yore? 
I do. Yeah. I also uh, wonder if there's a memory mind melt synopsis of the Iron Giant maybe seen on that very WB Thursday night weekend. But here it is. I remember this, <laughs> this sense of awe when Hogarth, the older boy of a single mom, discovered the mysterious giant robot in the middle of the woods. The boy and the Iron Giant play around, but the tension builds as it becomes less easy to keep a giant robot robot a secret. And then he gets discovered by mom's new boyfriend. The army gets involved, and the Iron Giant sacrifices himself to save Hogarth and a fearful township by truly becoming who he chose to be. Yeah, um, not all of that was accurate. In fact, it was incepted into our memories. Uh, but based on those memories, as flawed as they uh, probably were, what rating did we each did? Did our memories lead us to have about this movie? Did we predict classic, uh, nostalgic, or tragic? Let's start with our guest, Colin. What did you predict this movie would be before you rewatched it recently? Predicted classic. Classic. Okay. How about you, Paul? Nostalgic. Nostalgic. Uh, for me, I had not ever seen it before. This was my first time watching it, and I predicted that it would be classic just because I hear lots of people really love this movie. So. There you go. We'll see if those uh, ratings pan out. But before that, Paul, will you please give us our, any technical details about this movie's production? Sure. The Iron Giant is rated PG, runs an hour and 26 minutes, and was released August 6th of 1999. It was directed by Brad Bird, who uh, helped with the screenplay, but he stole it off a kid's book. <laughs> but anyway... <laughs> He paid. Don't worry about it. It stars the voice talents of Jennifer Aniston, Harry Connick Jr., Vin Diesel, uh, Cloris Leachman, John Mahoney, and a few people you may, few other people you may or may not recognize. Yeah, for instance, uh, Harry Connick Jr., who voiced James Dean. I mean, Dean McCoppin. Yeah. yeah, he also played Kick the Tires and Light the Fires, Captain Jimmy Wilder <laughs> in Independence Day, which we covered. Ow! On. RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 16. Uh, Vin Diesel was the voice of the Iron Giant, of course. In addition to voicing Finger, I didn't realize this, in The Fifth Element slash 15. I don't oh, even remember yeah. who that was, but uh, he voiced him. Cloris Leachman voiced uh, Mrs. Tessinage. Uh, that was the teacher, right, in, the, in their school? I have no idea. I well, was trying to figure that out. Okay. But she also was Lord's secretary in the Muppet movie, slash 41, and Frau Bruja <laughs> in Young Frankenstein, slash 99. Oh, that's the same lady. Yes, apparently. Cool. Apparently. Uh, M. Emmett Walsh was the voice of Earl Stultz, Stutz, Stutz. Stutz. Yeah. And played a Bryant in Blade Runner slash 124. Henry Allen in the Flash TV series pilot, that's Barry Allen's dad, slash 113. And Madman in The Jerk slash 80. And finally, Jack Angel voiced additional characters in The Iron Giant and also voiced Astro Train in The Transformers The Movie slash 125. He voiced Shark in Toy Story slash 116. And again, provide additional voices in Tarzan slash 131, Monsters Inc. slash 129, Aladdin slash 110, Who Framed Roger Rabbit slash 35, and DuckTales The Movie, Treasure of the Lost Lamp slash 19. It is fun, Paul. You know what else is fun? Uh, the, the box office? Yeah. The budget of this film was about $80 million. Ooh, okay. And in the box office, it went on to gross only just over $30 million. 
All right. So let's talk about the box office here. Iron Giant. Uh, it's well loved now, but at the time of its release, uh, how well it did in the box office. Out of all the animation sci-fi movies, animated okay, sci-fi movies, okay, animated sci-fi that would include like the Transformers, the movie that we covered, there are um, forty-eight of them. Where do you think it ranked in the box office when it came out between one and forty-eight? <sighs> what do you think, Con? Hmm. Gosh, I don't know. Probably, let's say thirty-seven. 37? I'm going to I'm going to guess it's pretty well down there so 45. All right. It's 18 actually. Oh, okay. Oh, well, good, good on there's, it. There's there's a lot of other movies who did a lot worse. <laughs> what? I'm curious what's at the bottom? Uh there's all these things I've never heard of like oh. Flight of the Champion, Tamala 2010, Robot Carnival I have heard of. That was a Japanese. Okay. Um there's a lot of these other ones like the original Ghost in the Shell, that's oh. uh, that's number thirty-three. Akira. A lot of these are are Japanese, oh, okay. so they're not going to do as well as sure. like Wally, who is number one, or Big Hero Six is number two. Ah, uh, okay, good to know. All right, all right, cool. Paul. So let's talk about the things we liked about it because we're on the show now. This is our time down here. <laughs> I know, wrong movie, uh, but let's start with Colin. What's one thing you liked about the Iron Giant on this rewatch? Oh, man, there's so many things that I liked about it. But um, on the rewatch, it's just really awesome to see how the story unfolds and um, uh, basically the slow build into discovering the giant, like bites taken out of the vehicles and the tractor and yes. all that kind of stuff. It's, it's just really neat. It's it's fun to watch that. Yes, I forgot about that. I thought that was really well done, too. Yeah, yeah that, you know, it's... And that's cool, especially since it's a new character. We're completely, I think most people are very unfamiliar with the Iron Giant or the Iron, was it the Iron Man? I think the Iron Man was the book. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that that was an interesting take to have it be this slow build up and really build up the tension to it. Yeah. Uh, was that something you enjoyed, Paul? Though it sounded like oh, you were. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I just thought, I just thought it was really neat because. Um, I mean, it was it was funny. Like the you know the townspeople were like There's some big old bite taken out of my tractor, <laughs> and uh, you know just that whole thing was really cool. And then it really just um, the payoff was really great. Whenever Hogarth actually you know finds a giant, so it's mm-hmm. awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I actually thought they were going to do a, a slower build, like, oh, there's trees knocked down. Oh, here's a piece of metal doing way out here. You know, build it up slower, not. Look, there's a big bite out of my car, which I thought was funny, but it was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, when Mansley gets in his car and half of it's missing, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And then it's gone yeah. a, a bit later. That was very clever Amazing. and very fun. Uh, wow. Uh, what's something you like, though, Paul, specifically? Um, I'm a animation lover. I was about to say connoisseur, but I wouldn't go that If you level. love it so much, why don't you marry it? I don't think that's a that's lawful in the state of California oh, okay. yet, well, but Hey, we're pretty liberal <laughs> here, so we'll have to wait and see. Anyway, give me, give me a year. I, I really like the animation technique. This was, uh, you know, 2d with some of the, uh, the, the 3d, uh, designs on the mechanical parts, but yeah. I loved the technique, how in the middle of the night, uh, Hogarth would fl- flash his flashlight 
and wherever he shone on it was all color. Yeah. And it was like, uh, that's oh, really now I have that. I didn't realize too. that. I totally wrote that down. That exact thing. Yes. Yes. I thought that's brilliant. You don't see, yes, you don't see it that often. Yeah, just the way they gorgeous. did it. Yes. And, and speaking of that moment, I also really appreciate how the further the light got away, the more diffused and faded it got. Yes. It wasn't like yeah. super stark the whole way wherever you point. I really appreciate that as well. Yeah. Yeah. The blur and depth perception in this movie was outstanding. Mm-hmm. Super good. Totally. Uh, something else that I thought was really outstanding in this movie, and this, you may think of this as a bit of a cheat, but I felt like the overall feel of this movie was just so authentically 50s everything felt like it was oh, yeah. of 1957 i mean i obviously obviously listen to this young youthful sounding voice i'm not that old to know what 1957 was like but hey we got a time machine that's true <laughs> <laughs> let's go back to november 5th 1955 uh remember, remember. the 5th of november yes okay i wasn't going for that fall anyway just from the the newspapers and the vehicles and the threat of atomic war and just everything just felt so real. It, it really grounded this whole movie. I mean, the, the premise of this giant coming to Earth and just all of that was is so fantastic. But having this reality that feels so authentic was was just really cool. I felt like this movie really needed that. So I really appreciate that about the Iron Giant. Oh yeah. Same here. That's mm-hmm. that's uh, part of my loves. That's on my loves list. Oh, yeah, that's the loves the, list. The loves list. <laughs> <laughs> got the likes. I yeah, got, I like you a little, and then I have love. <laughs> yeah. I have so many more things on the loves list. Yeah. Well, give us one more thing you like or love, because you only get one super super love. Oh, one super super love. Yeah. The realism of the acting and the animation of the characters is just super good. Oh. I like the range of expression and yeah. uh, the movement, and you know, just an example of when you know Hogarth is in the uh, that little pond and mm-hmm. he's like just freezing. He's like, "Come on in, and this is great," you know. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like super, like you you can see that he's cold, you know, but it but he's playing that tough kid. You know? Yeah. So I think that's really awesome, and they they just nailed that, but. I don't know, just expressive characters was really yeah. great to watch. Yeah, and sort of going sort of a, a crossover between that and what Paul just said about the animation. And this isn't one of my likes, but it's something I, I read on IMDb Trivia and thought was is very pertinent to that. To have the Iron Giant f- feel, since he's the 3D animated being in this, yeah. to feel more uh, like he's of this traditionally animated world, they actually create an effect to make the lines on him wobbly. Oh, more like it's hand drawn looking cool. than just perfectly straight, which I didn't. I felt like, he, I, I mean, I sort of knew he was three D animated, but he seemed like just he matched everything it else like so he well. Was rotoscoped over three D animation. Oh, I didn't notice that, but okay. Which is basically hand drawing. That, I like, know what oh, rotos. Oh, you're doing that for the benefit of people that don't know. I'm sorry. Right. I shouldn't right. sound so uppity, Paul. Thank you it's for okay. your education. <laughs> That's fine. But uh, but what I was getting at is that in doing so, it, it creates that technique that you're talking about. Oh, okay. That's a good point. No, but apparently, no, this was all in the computer that just did it automatically. Yeah. Oh, cool. Ooh, interesting. The computers are animating for us now. What? The internet's on right. computers now. I don't know when it started, but I do know it was us who darkened the sky. <laughs> Thanks, Neo. Uh it's Morpheus. Okay. 
That's right. That is Morpheus. <laughs> Don't worry. There is no spoon. Okay. <laughs> I want to say the more pertinent to what you just said, Colin, about the characters and the acting. I was so taken with the creepiness and the weaseliness of uh, Kent Mansley. Oh, yeah. And I, I honestly forget who voiced him, but he's a character Shooter actor. McGavin. Maybe. Is that his yeah. name? Okay. Well, that's not his real name. I don't know. His, what's his name? Oh, my gosh. He played Christopher Shooter McDonald. Yeah. That sounds right. Yes. Shooter McGavin. But, oh, man, he just nailed him. And, oh, yeah. and the way the, the character designed for him, it was I felt like was so spot on for this sort of conniving character and yeah. his angular jawline especially remind me of Hades from oh, Disney's great. Hercules. I thought that was very similar and very much evoked. Oh yeah, this is the bad guy. This is the antagonist. Well, it's the red hair though too. So <laughs> Not Ginger fan are we calling? <laughs> I'm just joking. Sorry well, Ginger fans. No souls. Souls oh my god. <laughs> So it's okay. I was just waiting for him to take it to the next level. There you go. <laughs> you did it. That's what I heard. I don't know. I probably read it on IMDb. Oh. Uh, I'm why, not saying that's true. Why don't? True. But I have heard from a ginger himself confirm that that may be true, but I don't know. <laughs> why don't you confirm for us one more thing you like before we get to our classic makers, Paul? Okay, back on the animation. <laughs> When <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just thinking about it. When the Iron Giant does the cannonball jump oh, into yeah. the water, oh yes, I was laughing out loud. But yeah. the way, like the animals float through the water after that, and the and the guy on the chair, and and the way it all moves, yeah. looked so real. Like <laughs> the animation quality in that was not only was it a funny scene, but it was so well animated. Yeah, it, it really stood out to me. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I man, there's there's so many yeah, the effects in this movie from from that Paul or the the lasers at the end where he's shooting all these lasers and and stuff or the the tank shooting shells. I mean, yeah, the beautiful, yeah, we sort of said already, the beautiful animation in this movie all around. Yeah, well, going back to what you were saying about the uh the nostalgic 50s vibe mm-hmm. i think the iron giant the design of the iron giant yeah the uh that look just totally fits yeah you know it totally just jives with the whole uh look and feel of the film yeah it's kind of like a tomorrowland like from tales of the future type yeah. vibe yeah yeah which uh, you guys said you didn't watch the signature edition apparently you know when the iron giant's hand is uh, hogarth is trying to get it back to the giant in the farm. Yeah, and it's walking through the One of the very house. best things about that movie. I love the hand sequence. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, man, that it's hilarious. That's one of my absolute favorite parts of the film. Really? I, I, me? Oh, yeah, no, no, no it, doubt. How, okay, it's, it's so, so hard for fun. Me. All right, it's so hard for me to, okay, big mechanical hand is going to make so much noise. The mom's going to hear it. And like, she's like, oh, what's going on? Totally disregarded. That, to me, it's so unbelievable that the mom is completely ignoring all this going on. But what but about you liked the guy in the chair, like in the water? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I love that part, but I don't like this really cool hand sequence where you know, he's praying I, over it. I that yeah. with the whole praying and like stop. Starting, that that yeah. was great. He opens everything great. up with, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> opens the prayer. That is so good. And it then is. he goes, "Get out of here, <laughs> Satan!" <laughs> like it's so well that done. It's so fun. That and is then really good right so he works his way away from the table, and then he comes around the corner and he flicks that penny. You remember? No, he, I don't remember. Okay, that. so he goes around the oh, wall and, and, and he flicks the penny in that really yes. cool way, and he knocks oh, over yeah, that and thing. Knocks the whole cabinet. Yeah, over. knocks the cabinet over. And that I did laugh Dude, out loud. As ridiculous so as that good. is, it's it's good slapstick humor. Yes. Yeah, man. That, yeah, I I I appreciate that. There were there were a lot of comedic elements in this yeah. movie that I really when he, liked. That, yeah. <laughs> when he takes a bite out of that car. Or he sits on the car and then it won't stop with the horn, so oh, he just yeah. straight up heaves the, <laughs> yes. heaves the car. Yes. Dude, that I just great. I love that so that much. That's great. <laughs> so when the hand is watching the TV, in your guys' version, theatrical version, it's some oil company or something like that. But in the signature edition, it's actually an ad for Tomorrowland in Disneyland or or, oh, or just cool. Tomorrowland. I don't think Disneyland would have been made by that point in 1955 is oh. when disneyland opened oh okay so yeah i guess it would be it could be a uh, an ad for Very tomorrowland cool. and disneyland but so i thought that was a, a cool thing great uh yes it is great thanks for agreeing <laughs> con <laughs> all right well guys those are some awesome likes we've had let's talk about the things we love the most about the iron giant though and i'm going to start with paul this time what's your classic maker for all right. this movie Going back to the animation again, it's incredible that the Iron Giant is a mechanical beast and the way they showed emotion when he thought Hogarth had died, oh I thought was incredible. Oh, the way wow, yeah. he reacted, it they put the emotion like he was actually like hurt and terrified out yeah. of a mechanical being mm-hmm. is just mind-boggling incredible do, do you felt the same way con oh yeah of course and it, it was very it reflected the scene with the deer yep. and everything too yeah. and and so i just really appreciate that parallel yeah and it was i think having seen the deer scene helped match Absolutely. sort of match that emotion onto the giant yeah but yeah i that doesn't take away from what you said paul i think it was amazing and i was i was choking up there oh, when yeah. he was experiencing that so yeah. I, I totally totally get you uh, uh con what's your classic maker the thing you love the most about this film oh man what i love the most well let me let me back up and just say the i have five points of the things <laughs> i love the most <laughs> so many things that i love about this movie you guys uh the, the artistry is just next level. Like, the art mm-hmm. direction is just incredible. Um, the look and the feel, the, the 50s era design, mm-hmm. the, like, Atomic Age, Cold War era yeah. kind of look, the immersive fall time setting, the wardrobe, props, uh, all of that stuff is just super, super good. All the character design yeah. is amazing. Um, but then I think what the classic maker for me is that like toward the end as the story develops, you know, and uh, uh, like Hogarth, the giant thinks that the Hogarth, Hogarth might've passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, when they talk about souls and everything like that, I think the story takes a step up and the animation supports the heart of the story. Oh, so um, yeah. the animation no longer really becomes the focus. It's more just the, the beautiful message that, that comes across the yeah. most, yeah. you know, and I think that's what really makes it a classic. 
Yeah, and yeah, you can definitely have the most beautiful movie in the world, but if it doesn't have that story that connects with yeah. us, I mean, really, is yeah, I think what you're getting at is a story that connects with us on an emotional level, intellectual level. For sure. That's really what matters. And just everything else is just the trappings of it. But. Yeah, well, it's like um, Toy Story does mm-hmm. the same kind of thing, uh, where it's just beautiful and you're like kind of enamored the whole time, like, wow, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. And then you totally get invested and then it takes it to the next level like by the end and you're emotionally invested. Yeah, you know? invested in that I am Mrs. Nesbeth. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Exactly. No, crickets, crickets, that's fine. Oh, I, get it. I I try to put I'm it out there. there. <laughs> you didn't sell the line. Sorry. <laughs> hey there, sport. Uh, okay. I well, am Mrs. Nesbitt. <laughs> okay, fine. Fine, Paul. You sold it. There. You're awesome. You're amazing. Let me get Why to my you? classic maker, though. Why don't you? <laughs> and that's uh, the theme of choosing who you want to be. Exactly. I really appreciate that that was... Uh, Are you coming out of the closet? <laughs> you know, you can be whoever you want. <laughs> oh my gosh, Paul, not at all. No, okay. I'm just saying that I think that's more... To me, that's more talking about like uh, your calling or your vocation, uh, what you are made to be, um, but almost getting at the deeper of maybe you're you're made to be one thing, but that's not necessarily, well, now I see what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I, I'm, t- I'm sorry if it totally... Maybe we'll get, that, cr- get into that in spiritual speculation. But I, I, I think I appreciate that. Let's say you're born like uh, second class, like a second class citizen or something. Like maybe not in the United States, but somewhere else. I like Third the... Country third world developing country. Yeah. I like the the appeal to, you know what, you are not just who you're born to be. You can become more than that. I think yeah. that's what I'm what where I was connecting to it at. Yeah, and I think it goes back to identity too is the <laughs> most important thing. Like what's spoken over you and what you believe uh and what you know? Um because Hogarth saying, You're Superman, you're the good guy. You mm-hmm. know, and then the giants like yeah, cool. Yeah, he's like internalizing that, and then, you know, and then he really wants to be that, and he's choosing to be. And that's that. yeah, that's a good point that we serve. Our words matter, and we yeah. can speak life into other people, or we can speak death into other people. Yeah, and totally. this is definitely an example of that. And yeah. maybe that, maybe yeah, maybe that's more it. That if you have the right influences, that can help you to become like. To uh, not become Atomo, but to become Superman. Yeah, exactly. Is it was it Atomo? Is that the name of the bad guy in those comics? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah okay. the giant robot. Is that mm-hmm. is that real comic guys? Do you know? I was curious about that. Yeah, I think so. I haven't I seen it, but <laughs> Superman is. But Superman I don't know for about sure. I know that for a fact. There's a Superman. You know the attention to detail they went into. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, if it, was. it seems like there would be. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that was awesome. Uh, Great discussions of things we liked about this movie. Uh, Wow. It was really, really... Oh, uh, you guys mentioned how beautiful the movie looked. I don't think I really mentioned how beautiful it looked. But, uh, well, you know, I'll just mention something else I really like. Beautiful pop art, especially when it's art by Colin. (laughs) 
Colin Schlicht <laughs> believes he was created to create life-giving art, whether it's shell-shocking Ninja Turtles posters or inspiring prints of pop culture icons. Personally, Whoa, where can I find this art? Personally, I'm a fan of his 4 past 10 Back to the Future print, and now I can get it and more for 30% off. And so can you. Just go to artbycolin.bigcartel.com and enter the code RetroRewind. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> At checkout. All right, hold on. Art by Colin. Is that with two L's or one? Two, two L's. Two L's. Yeah. Art by Colin dot big big cartel. Cartel. Yep. Dot com. We will also have a link. You can also go to retrorewindpodcast.com slash Colin with two L's. It'll be awesome. It will be awesome. It will um, be very awesome. Oh, yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. act fast because this promo code, this 30% off, is only going to last until uh, November 23rd. That's Black Friday. So you have up through Black of 2018. Yes, up, uh, up through Black Friday 2018. Uh, so, you know, Christmas shopping, you're doing it that day. I mean, you could do it. You could buy some awesome pop art prints. There's this Jaws one. Oh my gosh, I love it so much. <laughs> I'm glad you did. So you. get that one. It. All right. Um, if it, or any of the others, they're all great. Do it. 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 So yeah, thank you. <laughs> Actually, that sounds pretty great. But what is? Does this have anything to do with the Iron Giant? Because that's what we're right in the middle of talking about. Well, you know, one of Colin's pieces is called the One and Only, and it's based on the Iron Giant. It's a beautiful piece. Uh. But you may not have to buy it, actually. To get your hands on an 8x10 version of it, stick around to the announcements at the end of the show to find out more. There's a little, Ooh, hey little there. taste there. Hey, <laughs> great. Are, are, are we eligible, Francisco? I you don't know. I, we, have, we need to talk about that after. <laughs> Speaking of finding out more, let's do so. But about us, as we answer the trivial question, which was, again... What is your favorite superhero TV show theme music? Uh, and it could be action, uh, live action or animated. I'll go first in case you guys need any more time to think. Oh, I got it. Oh, okay. Go for it, Colin. I got it right out of the gate. All right. Let's Batman hear it. the Animated Series. Now, I was thinking Batman. Yeah. Oh, well, go ahead and explain why, why is that your favorite. So, no sound effects, um, no dialogue. I think there's no a lightning type. sound effect. In okay, there. at the end. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> but no, man, uh, just that intro always gets me to mm. this day. So that's fair. It's that, very, that, that's mine. That it, it, That is an awesome one. That was going to be, uh, I was, that was in high contention for mine. All right. Uh, Paul, What's yours? Oh, for me? Sure. I, I honestly love and still love uh, Somebody Save Me by Remy Zero for Smallville. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just, I, 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 even going back the, the that intro. Makes me want to listen to it right now. Yeah. Somebody save me. There you go, Paul. Now you don't have to listen. That's, that's perfect. Perfect. All right. Thank you. <laughs> but Paul and I watched Smallville while we were in college, uh, living together, and so that was. I think there's that nostalgic component, but it's it's also just a fun song, and I love how it's tied to Superman. So hey, just real quick in the future, um, instead of saying living together, can you say as roommates? <laughs> Sound, it just puts the wrong connotation in some people's minds. When Paul and I were roommates, uh, yeah, we would watch Smallville together. And no, I want you to keep what I said in there for future for other people to. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't edit this part in. Oh my gosh. 
Come on. Fine. Keep going. Okay, keep we'll keep going. Uh, Paul, how about right. you though? What's what's your favorite theme song? Um, very actually, I I'm having trouble distinguishing between two, Ooh. and uh, it's very close to the super the Superman. No, uh, that's an excellent one, but it's very close to the Batman one, written mm. by the same person, Danny Elfman, who mm-hmm. did the Flash. Oh yeah, he did the live action, which I love actually better than the Batman one. Mm -hmm. But that's the live action one. I have a cartoon one that I also love. SWAT cast, the Radical Squadron. As good as that is, it's actually the Fantastic Four from 1994. What? I just love it. It has this like upbeat. Oh man, you totally made me. Okay, now I'm questioning myself because the X Men animated series theme music, which is excellent. That is excellent. Excellent. (laughs) <laughs> I think I'm gonna keep with with uh, good old Rem Zero, but I'll yeah. But man, but I like the Fantastic Four. Yeah, it's a lot of words in it where they explain. Like, I don't think I've even heard it. it, but okay. Um, I like the upbeat. It, it just gets me pumped. Like, yeah, we can do it. Awesome. <laughs> it's really kooky and goofy. But anyway, go ahead. Well, those were great answers, guys. And why don't you tell us your answer? What's your favorite uh, TV show? I just did superhero theme music on our Facebook group page. Just oh, go, go to there. slash group to join it and let us know what, what your favorites are. Now that you found out some trivial info about us, let's find out what your memories are of the Iron Giant. Uh, Paul does a great job of going out to social media, posting, and saying, hey, what do you remember about the movies we cover? And here's what some of you had to say. Carla Miranda says, When you said the next episode was the Iron Giant, the child in my heart just screamed pure bliss. First off, Carlo, you might want to see a doctor if you have a child in your heart. But I know what you meant. I'm just teasing you. Uh, Patrick (laughs) Edwards says, there was a lot of bathroom humor. It was. Yeah, it was? I, I don't remember any. So that's he's sitting on the toilet. Remember, he's like he's like in the <laughs> yeah, bathroom pushing yeah. out the hand, and then they open it. And yeah, and there's yeah. talk. They're talking about like, oh, he's making a lot of noise in there. That's why you should chew your food, is what he says. Sure, but that's only one scene. I don't remember it like throughout. That's one thing that I have actually. I'm not bathroom humor, but (laughs) but uh, on my likes list is kind of suggestive, more adult kind of humor. Sure, that's there for for grown ups essentially. Yeah, it's a little. It's a a little edge to it. How many animated films have you seen where you could see the kid sitting on the toilet with his pants down? (laughs) Oh, all of them. They all have that. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Uh, but okay. Uh, LJ Lowry says, This movie came to theaters on my birthday. My aunt took my cousin and I to see it that day. Oh, awesome. Great. Maybe he doesn't give any more detail about whether he liked it or not. No, but the, could you imagine he being excited? It. Like, oh, this is coming out and on my birthday and I get to go see it. Now, no. whether he liked it or not, I don't know. But it. just that whole experience. That's true. You know, That's a good point. That. Yeah. Uh, Michael Withers says, big robot, sad ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wardell White says Warner Brothers finally has an animated feature that's not related to Looney Tunes, DC Comics, or Scooby Doo. <laughs> I thought Scooby Doo was Hanna Barbera, though. Warner Brothers bought Hanna Barbera. Ah, uh, of course, of course. So, actually, I think Quest for Camelot they did, or was that 20th Century Fox? Who did? Nah, um, uh, well, what's the other one? The Dorado, uh, Lost World of Dorado. At Titan AE? No, no. This is the Mayan Temple. Uh, oh, Road to El Dorado. Yeah, that, that, was... that's what I said. Road to El Dorado. What, what yeah, did you hear? That was DreamWorks. 
Oh, okay, okay, okay. Fine. Then Andy Lewis says, <laughs> scared out of my mind by the previews when it came out. That's interesting. I, I don't remember the previews, but I don't. Well, it's interesting that, that they are scary. That intro that you have, it says he has an appetite for destruction. And it's just like, to me, that's completely oh. not accurate about yeah. the giant oh, totally. at all. Yeah, you yeah. Know what I mean? Well, did you see what he did to those he, cars? He literally <laughs> ate them. And yes. he didn't mean to like destroy well, anything. But so but he destroyed uh, them. <laughs> but it turns out, uh, Andy, not maliciously though. Andy continues to say, "Never could watch it when I was younger. Never cared uh, to when I got older." And then Ryan R. Jackson says, "Oh yes, I remember. Well, nothing. I never saw it. So, and that was like I said, that was my experience, guys. I never saw this movie growing up. Uh, and maybe there is a reason for me not watching it." Uh, Scary. Maybe. And let's see if scary was one of the things we didn't like about the movie. That's right. We're going to transition to our dislike section. Uh, Let's start with you, Paul. What's one thing you didn't like about this movie? Okay. As I'm getting older, I'm coming to the realization that people don't learn languages as often, as quick as they do in TV or movies. I mean, mm-hmm. I have a dog. Now he's learning a few words. You have kids. I don't have kids. But it takes them an awful long time to learn words, yeah. say them and stuff. But this robot, Iron Giant, <laughs> learns English way too quickly and when giving hand gestures and everything. He knows what those mean. I know, for the sake of pacing, but as I get older, I find that a little harder to swallow in movies. So. I mean, well, you can't say because he's an AI, he's programmed to take up, to understand better. I don't know he's better. an AI. I guess he's an alien coming, because f- I didn't see the special edition. Okay, well, in special edition, the only I thing... I comes from a planet of other Iron Giants. Yeah, so. the, it sort of shows him having a dream of other Iron Giants, like, destroying a city or something, or taking over someplace. <clears throat> so I don't know if there's a commander... Like gold giant or something like that, but uh, I don't know. I don't know, but uh, the way he picks up English, let alone any language, I mean, that's great for that that alien race, but it's a little too convenient. Okay. Just like animals talking to other types of animals. I get it. Uh, I didn't see that in this movie. We're not talking about that. What does that have to do with Iron Giant, Francisco? (laughs) Nothing. I'm just picking a scab, Paul. Just picking a scab. Colin... Does, I'm curious if that's something that bothered you at all. Not at all. <laughs> no. no um, yeah, I, I think they did a good job. I mean, yeah, he's got to learn. He's got to learn English. He's got to mm-hmm. be able to uh, be there alongside Hogarth and everything. And that and that last line that he gives um, is just awesome. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, they did a good job, like showing like rock. Like he was just very rusty at at first you know just trying to learn how to say things and then you know kind of kind of smooths out toward the end there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but he didn't talk like very much yeah he did so, you know I, I really want him to say something that sounded like i am groot though just i don't know how oh. that could have been wow. retroactively put in but i think that would be really cool you don't say <laughs> he said tree he, he said tree i, I guess that's similar yeah no it's not oh gosh <laughs> No, but that Groot is a tree. I thought that's what you were commenting on. Yeah, yes, but then but I thought that was dumb what I just said. Oh, my gosh. Brilliant. <laughs> go, Jerry. Go. Do it. Similar to you, Paul, growing older, though this has always kind of been a quality of mine, but it really bug- bugged me that Hogarth 
just left his house willy-nilly just open not even the door wasn't even shut i well, mean it's, it's not 50s. only it wasn't They're, unlocked it was 50s. i don't care you lock well, you your should. house you want to pay attention to the details i they didn't have locks back in the 50s <laughs> They let anybody come inside. Uh, it bothers me. Anyone does that, well, regardless of the movie, it bothers me that you don't secure your home. You don't know who's coming in or out. So <laughs> that that was one thing that uh, I didn't like. Uh, let's go. Let's go back to Paul. Okay, this is almost my tragic maker. But um, wow, okay. And I don't know why I didn't realize this before, but it's so obvious as he's going around shooting these big old lasers and rockets and everything. The, why doesn't the giant, he just, I mean? the giant, the yeah. Iron Giant, is shooting all these? He's a big gun, right? Yeah. Why doesn't he take no, his not. big gun self and shoot it at the atomic bomb? Oh. Instead of I'm gonna fly into it because that's what Superman maybe he would has do. to be mean, like in sort of rage mode to it's use reactionary. his weapons. Yeah, it's like it's, he doesn't do stupidary that. to just <laughs> shoot it, and then everybody's safe. Uh, but, the, no. If it is reactionary, you think having the missile come at him would be a that would cause that reactionary circuit to anyway. Possibly, so it yeah. I was like. It, it totally, and that's the climax of the movie. So if you have a problem with the whole climax of the movie, uh, the movie Superman disregarded here, then uh, <laughs> you may have a problem. I mean, that, that, that can affect your viewing of the movie. Sure. Do you, do you like how it tied Superman, who in the Superman the movie stopped nuclear weapons, how this one it's was stopping Superman nuclear? Four. No, 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 in the first one. He was oh, stopping yeah, the, yeah. the nukes. Yeah, yeah. I um, didn't make the connection there, so nice try. All right, but, fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I like when he was flying toward the missile. I was thinking, well, could he could he have grabbed it, you know, and then maybe tossed it, it a different direction or something like that? But then I think yeah. it's implied that it's going too fast and yeah. all that, you know. So um, I just think the ending works so well. Mm-hmm. I I I don't disagree. Powerful. With you. I will I say yeah. it, it. The ending was almost. Uh, it was definitely on my likes just because okay. you brought it up. Um, and this is like the third or fourth time I've seen it. Mm-hmm. This is the first time that I actually had tears watching, and I knew the ending was coming. Yeah. You know? Oh but, yeah, I yeah. do. Okay. So I think the ending, I agree, is very powerful. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Despite me going, why does he just shoot it? <laughs> well. <laughs> It's a mix of the music and everything, too. The music rises, and it's just him. It's very uh, dynamic in the way that it's uh, shown, you know? And uh, I just think it's so so great. One interesting thing about this, though, guys, and I wonder if I would pick up on it more in subsequent viewings if I choose to watch this again. You will. If I choose <laughs> to watch it again. It's, I didn't notice the music at all. I mean, I, I think I was aware of music being there, but like re- register any sort of significant themes or anything. Was yeah. there any? I don't know if there's any <laughs> there themes, was. but uh, yeah, there's definitely there's a presence. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. okay. There For was sure. a composer. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's good. Uh, let's go to you, Colin. What's something you didn't like about this film? That's really tough. For me, because mm-hmm. I I like everything about this movie. <laughs> well, give us one so, dislike. Okay, I'll I'll be nitpicky. Please like do. you guys. Yes. You guys are nitpicky. Good. Oh, you guys are reaching Embrace for dislike. Your nitpickiness. <laughs> uh, 
I don't know, man. Let like, the hate consume you. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mansley got under my my skin. Oh yeah, but but he was a character that I I liked to not like. Yes. So he was well written and oh, well yeah, totally. acted and well designed. Mm-hmm. You know, so that, that's as far as I'm going to go. As far as not liking something. That's fair. I Dang it, or the name Hog- the- Hogarth. The ho- name Hogarth is kind of I don't know. <laughs> the name Hogarth. Who would name his kid Hogarth? Why not just name him? What's the line? He, Mansley oh, says yeah, something yeah, yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah. But I like the name yeah. Hogarth though too. So oh, I don't okay. know. I was torn. Yeah. Fair. That's it. That's Hog all hugs? I got. Hog hugs? What? Oh my gosh. Hogarth Hughes. Uh, That's well, the line. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it might as well call him Zeppo or something. Zeppo, like that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what it was. Good. What kind of sick person would name a kid Hogarth? Hog hug. Okay. Well, Hog hug. Hog hug. Hughes. <laughs> okay. Now that we've reminisced about that line, let me give one more thing I didn't like before we get to our tragic makers. And for me, that would be. Uh, and this is. Oh my gosh. This really took me out of the movie. You have a big power transformer station, whatever it is, in the, out in the middle of the woods. That makes sense. But there's this giant off-on lever on the outside, unguarded by any fences or anything. Or the giant knocked all the fences down. No, but no, there's not going to be a huge lever that's labeled on-off. Yeah, for convenience for the audience. I don't care. It doesn't make... It's so... It was so kiddy. That it really bothered me. But then they uh, brought it back as a prop. I don't care. I, <laughs> that's fine. Bring back whatever other realistic thing you use to turn off the... Realistic? The guy dies and puts himself back together. <laughs> <laughs> He's an alien technology. I buy that. All right. But you don't buy the on-off switch of an electric current. <laughs> okay, you, sh- you Google it and Should you find Should be clearly me. labeled over I, there, though. Uh, for... Yeah. When I go to the gas station, there's an emergency big red button, like out of a cartoon that you could push. <laughs> Do you want those Why to be low profile? Not? In the 50s, since you've been there, you know how re- realistic Find it is. me a picture of that, and I will eat my words. But I tell you, that is utterly ridiculous. That's and- fine. I probably agree. <laughs> Okay, well, let's see if our classic, our tragic makers, are as agreeable or disagreeable. Let's start with Colin. What's I know? I know it's tough, but what's the thing you dislike the most about this film? <laughs> I don't have Do anything. It. To. Do it. Gosh, you're gonna have to come back to me. Let okay, me, we'll come back. Try to you. and think That's about fair. something I don't. Like. I have a good one. Okay, yeah, good. This, you uh, can save save give yours me something because, reasonable. Oh. Let, let me go before yours, because mine isn't all that great. At least I haven't been able to put it in words, okay? okay? Well, and maybe, maybe Colin and you can help me. We'd okay. love to. Try I think this movie would have done better if it was made more for kids. This seems like it was made for older kids. And that I'm not talking about, oh, you can't talk about guns and death and souls dying with younger kids. That's all fine. But there's some darker themes, and I can't figure out what it is. I know there's, I know they use a little bit of language like using hell and damn in the non-biblical sense. Um, well, there's a the theme of being sort of uh, having a parent killed, a, sing- a single parent. Well, yeah, but I sort of get the impression that his dad died 
maybe before he knew him in World War One, because you see a picture of him as a fire pilot when he oh, has that. a standoff with Kent Kent Manley Mansley Mansley. I don't remember that, but anyway, cool. Um, I, I, but those kind of themes are addressed in other kids' movies, and this doesn't feel like a younger kids. What I'm saying is, is this doesn't feel like it's all family encompassing. It does have adult humor in the, uh, not like raunchy sexual humor, mm-hmm. but I mean humor that adults can appreciate. Yeah, um, it has, and it's older kids, but I think there's something about it that isn't like. Hey, little, you know, like the whole, like the kids are excited to see it. And, you know, the adults are, there's something missing. Do you and think I'm, it's almost like it's, it's a movie that's for families of the fifties? No. Oh, okay. Cause I don't think little kids of the fifties would want to go out and see it. Really? Man, this beautiful movie. I'm sure they would, but all okay. right. No, I'm just thinking like six year olds, not. You know, like what I mean. I'm not. I don't. Th- I'm not so sure. It's uh, it's geared toward little kids. I think and it's, and it's geared toward people more like eight, nine, ten would be the the right. lowest yeah. threshold. And, and, I, and I think it might have been. And this is my speculation. It's pure speculation. If it was aimed for younger, it might have been better. I don't know. I don't, I don't know about be that. Better, that's, yeah. That's what. That's why it's so. I think uh, appreciated and cherished today because mm-hmm. it's. Again, like I said before, it's got a little bit of an edge to it, and I think Definitely. it's more. Um, it's just Maybe. makes things fresh and different, you know. And you know what? For me, I agree. It definitely has an edge, and I and I maybe that's the word I'm looking for. It has that darker edge. It's too edgy. Too. Edgy. It might be a little too edgy for me. And like I said, it's not the death. It's not the guns. I don't know what it is. But you know, I think if I had seen this as a kid, I know my brother, one one or more of my brothers saw this. But I remember seeing the ads and thinking it was just completely unappealing, maybe because they presented right. it poorly, like way too kitty. And so and oh, I, wonder I thought if, they presented it way too serious. Well, I don't I don't remember. I'm I may be incepting that. But right. I just remember I didn't care it didn't seem appealing to me for some reason. Yeah. And I I feel like I almost feel like it's I'm glad I saw it as an adult because I appreciate it way more than I probably would have as a kid mm. seeing this. Though I think some of that has to do with just the the range of movies I was seeing. Like as I've said before, I was watching radar movies from the as time I yeah from a, a small kid. So mm. I wonder if that impacted my taste. Yeah, jaded me. Yeah, probably. That's probably another reason why it didn't didn't do so good in the box office, though, too, you know, because the marketing and everything didn't uh, yeah. really appeal to little kids. Yeah. And then the adults didn't know it was going to be as good as yeah. as it is or is so impactful or powerful. Yeah. You know? Uh, adults right. back then are just like, oh, it's just a cartoon. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Don't appreciate the art form. So, Francisco, what did you not like the most? The thing I didn't like the most was another theme. So, the thing I liked, the theme I, I was just my thought class you didn't maker. know the music and notice the music. <laughs> the story theme, Paul. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, so, I really like the choose who you want to become. I, the thing I didn't really like, and I know this is very, was very personal to Brad Bird, given what I read on IMDb, but I mm. just, the theme of killing is bad. I'm sorry, but no, murder is bad. Killing is unfortunately a part of a fallen world we live in, but it's not, that doesn't make it bad. 
Oh, so he's like anti deer killing. Yeah, like I, I felt like that vegetarian. was a bit too like uh, people hunt, and that's fine. And yeah, 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 I don't know. People if, hunt if, vegetables too. If, I mean, where if Brad Bird is a vegan, then you know what? I you you're you're you're, you're standing for your beliefs. You're not like being hypocritical about, but but I hate it. <laughs> Well, I it's just, my tragic maker. I mean, so what I read was that his pitch to people was like, what if a gun decided didn't want to be a gun? And right. he, he had lost a sister to uh, uh, some sort of gun tragedy mm. oh, growing wow. up. So that I, I totally get yeah. where he's coming from in that, mm -hmm. but I don't. Wow, I that think, makes this movie actually a little more special now yeah, to yeah. me. Oh, okay, yeah. great. Knowing that. Yeah. But I, I feel like that, that message is. I feel like that message is only focused for kids. It's not nuanced at all in a way that adults would be like, okay, yeah, I, I see what you're saying there. It's like, no, oh. killing is bad, period. And I, I feel like that's too, that's too elementary for the teens and adults who would go and see this uh, unless you're being just – unless you're not open to thinking about – but that. it's but it's backed up by the line that says um, um, it's bad to kill, but then it's okay to die, or it's a, it's it's not yeah. a bad thing to die. Well, right. sure, but that's still implying that it's still it's it's more talking about uh, dying for the right causes yeah. and everything too. You know, and I, I thought about that too mm. uh, as far as you know, killing and and uh, people in war, every, everything like mm -hmm. that have mm -hmm. to have to do that to serve yeah and it in that parallel but i think he's talking in a in a malicious sense you know in an evil sense but then you know, the, then you should say and murder the gun and and, and this and, gets actually into my spiritual question what you were just talking oh, okay. about colin i mean but I, not the murder part i would oh, okay. go ahead talk about the murder <laughs> i would just i mean i get that it's an easy setup especially for uh people that are familiar with bambi and having bambi killed by hunters i wonder if that's why they went with this yeah. This it's scene to set up the hanging fruit that yeah. can easily connect. For I, sure. I feel like it'd be better if there is some sort of. You know what? I think it should have been something like uh, the giant kills someone mistakenly, might be in revenge mode, but that is more the. That's like because he was being attacked or, or, or before he got the dent or whatever. It would whatever would make it so that the the giant is actually a murderer. He, I mean, he's a different race, so I'm not saying like he's programmed or whatever, but he's a murderer of a human. I think that would make his sacrificing himself for more other humans. Yeah, this is. I think this is becoming a retro retro re re rewrite where Francisco tells you how the movie should have been made. Also known as Francisco's fabulous fan fiction. It's fabulous. Yes. So the giant kills. Someone just maybe it's that ship guy in the very beginning, the boat guy. He actually kills him like on the on the cliff face. He sees him and kills him, and then we learn that he, he then learns murder isn't okay. Like for well, what, where would he learn that? From? I don't. Yeah, I I don't know. I think maybe. So, oh 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 no! Board. Here we go! Here we go! Oh, here we, go. oh we got it! We got it! So you see uh, the dreams and stuff that, oh, you guys don't see it. No, we <laughs> don't. Okay. So Dean sees things that the giant is dreaming about when the what? giant's staying over at night. He sees it on the, his TV. He's watching his TV, and the transmission of the giant is going into his TV. So you see what's happening inside the giant's brain. 
Okay. So you see this happen, and maybe Hogarth's there and watches it, and then he can teach him, no, you can't kill people. That's not right. And then okay, at the end, the redemption, listen, the redemption of saving all humanity is way more appealing. What kind of technology is an iron giant hooking up to a 1950s TV? <laughs> Radio signals, of course. <laughs> okay. oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So that's they're it. all that's connected. Yes. They have this connection like E.T. and Elliot. They're all mine. It's, it's 50s Wi-Fi. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that's, that is my treasure maker. Just that it wasn't as too too simplified that killing okay. is bad that makes sense yeah wow that's a long, long <laughs> <laughs> now before we give you our final rating we want to take a sec to let you know that colin does freelance design and illustration work so you can hire him to make some awesome stuff for you just email him his email is art by colin that's again two l's uh at gmail.com so definitely uh get in touch with him let him know hey I have this idea for this spaceship called the Pod for Retro Rewind Podcast, and I don't know what it should look like. Can you help me out with that? And he'll help you out with that, I'm sure. Yeah, I'll help you out with that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But now, guys, I think it's time. Alice, now that we've entered all our firing trajectories into the Targeting computer, do you have a firing solution for us? Uh. Firing solution complete. Yes, it's the moment of truth. Do we rate The Iron Giant a classic? We'd recommend anyone go out and see this movie, whether you've seen it before or not, whether they've seen it before or not. A nostalgic, it's only worth a rewatch if you enjoyed it as a kid or growing up. It's not worth your time if you've never seen it before. Or a tragic, it's not worth anyone's time today. If you never seen it, stay not seeing it. And if you did see it, and you think you remember it fondly, just keep those memories intact because a rewatch will sully those memories. Let's start with our guest as we like to. Colin, I imagine you're going to rate this tragic, right? It's got to be tragic for you. Uh, absolutely not. Oh, okay. Absolutely not. Shocker. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, no, it's the artistry, the heart behind it, um, souls don't die, all of that, everything that goes into it. Um, I just I think it's so good and it's so special and I, it's so it connects with so many people on so many different levels. So I am for sure giving it a classic. Classic from Colin. 100%. Okay. Awesome. And how about you, Paul? You know, honestly, I this is a weird one for me. Why? I'll tell you why. Because I honestly would recommend this to anyone. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it is for everyone. Sure. And so and I do think, yeah, if you enjoyed it before, you'll definitely enjoy it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but as 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 well done as it is, it's not for everybody. Is there a movie that's really for everyone, though? Yeah, The Princess Bride. I, I haven't seen it. Or The Incredibles. The Incredibles is for everyone. Also, yeah. Brad Bird. Yeah. yeah that is, oh, yeah, that's true. That is also Brad exactly. Bird. Exactly. Um, and all this time, I've been saying, you know what? I'm going to rate it nostalgic. But when I come to this final <laughs> point right now, I have a hard time saying that because of all the great stuff we just talked about. So, yeah, if you've seen it before, 
you'll like it. And if you haven't seen it before, go out. You'll like you'll you might enjoy it. So I'm gonna rate it a classic. There you Whoa. go. I wasn't expecting that. Are you I'm sure? There. I I wasn't either. Final answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Great. Well, so that's two classics. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, guys. So I won't be. I really enjoyed this movie. I, I was I was awesome. very. Uh, I don't know. If smitten is the quite the right word for it, but I was. I, I just enjoyed it through and through. It was uh, a lot of great comedy, a lot of heart, a lot of. Uh, I really really enjoyed the giant as a character and his relationship with Hogarth, uh, Zeppo. Zeppo, exactly. <laughs> uh, the voice acting was great. Uh, it, was, it was really touching to hear John Mahoney again. Oh, yes, as the general. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I think he dead. died this year even, wasn't it, in February? I was, oh, maybe. Someone, someone from the cast when I was looking through it is like, they died this year, the, at the beginning of the year. I'm like, man, they. I thought that was so long ago. But, yeah, it was. Uh, anyway, so... I rate Iron Giant a classic. Man, is this is this the start of a, a dynasty, guys? We got Rush Hour unanimous classic. Now we got the Iron Giant unanimous classic. Wow, let's put on uh, Masters of the Universe and see what we say. <laughs> <laughs> well, as I just said, according to the Retro Rewind podcast, we rate the Iron Giant a unanimous classic movie. If you've never seen this before, for instance, uh, Andy and Ryan, we recommend you go see this. Or if you do remember seeing it as a kid or growing up, it's definitely worth a rewatch. Uh, but now it's time to get back to our own time. Good old 20XX. Alice? As we're going back, um, I will say, if you haven't seen it for the first time, go in with low expectations. That's probably a good idea. I mean, you should do that with most most things. Yeah, but this one definitely. Because if you go in like, oh man, this movie's great, you go and see it like, yeah, really? It's good, it's not you really good. think that? Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Oh man, that you you don't think you should go in with low expectations? No, right. I think you 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 go in knowing that it's a lot of people love it for a lot of different reasons, and then uh, just enjoy it for what it is. It's hard not to. I mean, it'll, it's striking right out of the gate. I'll so, tell you what, high expectations equals high disappointments, <laughs> potentially. <laughs> so that's dangerous fire you're playing with. But what what a gamble if it pays out. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> You'll yeah, you can Anyway, that, we're no, back. Interesting. We're back to 20XX guys. Let's get your feedback oh, yeah. and announcements. First off, we got some feedback. And this was a story I caught on Twitter from Rathion. And he's responding to last last time we for our trivial question, it was like the closest way we came to dying or something like that. Here's Rathion's story. I nearly lost an eye when I was younger. What? Uh, Dad was using a cylindrical file to adjust something in a hole for a door handle. Being a kid, I put my face close to his work, and I looked closely, and Dad slipped, and the file hit my eye socket, oh. but just missed my eye. Close, wow. but I made it to watch Rush Hour 3. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. But And he wanted to be sure that he let people know it was his fault, not his dad's. So, yeah, just but that was, wow, close was call. My goodness. Wow. Thanks for Have sharing that, a, though, Rathion. Yeah. You ever I, had a black guy? Me? I don't think so. Both my kids have. <laughs> <laughs> I decided to forego the black eyes and uh, let my kids have them instead. Well, anyway, uh, I wasn't purposeful. 
Right. My yeah. two front Have teeth are fake. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, a sledding accident. I'm from Wisconsin, so um, went down a went down a hill, uh, you know, a toboggan, uh-huh. like the yeah. old. Yeah. So my dad was on it, and he went down backwards on the hill, and I and I grabbed the rope. You know, uh-huh. and so I was sliding down by myself, and he was going backwards, and then he hit the snowbank at the bottom of the hill, and then I kept yeah. going, <laughs> oh. and I hit I hit my face right on the front and oh. lost my two front teeth, well, chipped them or whatever. Yeah, so <sighs> pretty crazy. Yeah, pretty crazy. My goodness. Yeah. Well, now oh, that totally beats my uh, black eye story, where uh, where I was playing baseball catch, and I wasn't looking, and someone said. Hey, I turned around. Apparently, threw the baseball. Oh, right as I turned, and right in the eye. Sure, so. my bottom least... teeth is chipped too from a baseball. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. I so I... you shouldn't be eating those baseballs. Yeah. Man. You're not good. <laughs> I hit a ball. Like I actually hit the the. I think it was a softball right into a kid's face. <laughs> oh, <laughs> mm. no. Yeah, I felt so bad. Yeah. So you give other people black eyes. Oh, my but. gosh. <laughs> anyway, we have some announcements. One, okay. one main announcement. Uh, as we made mention of earlier, you can go buy Colin's Iron Giant print, and it's called The One and Only. That's right, Colin, right? That's yep. what it's called. Uh, for 30% off, uh, and it's uh, 18. Yeah, 18 by 24. 18 by 24. So there's two different wild. versions. That's an awesome there, size. Yeah. Wow, there's the that's eight, a nice big version. Yeah, there's the 8 by 10, um, and then there that's the small version, and mm-hmm. there's the giant version, which is 18 by 24. See, see what I did there? Mm-hmm. Giant version. So you could get that, yeah, for the 30% off, the 24, 18 Ow. by 24, or by the 8 by 10. But he has also graciously partnered with us to do a giveaway for the 8 by 10 version yep. of the print to one of our rewinders. So, Colin, what's your inspiration for the poster? Yeah, so I, I had a couple online um, gallery uh, prompts, mm-hmm. and one from Squared Co., and oh yeah. You guys have you guys know Squared Co. Mm-hmm. I know Marginal. them. Yeah. <laughs> and uh <laughs> and then another one for Planet Pulp. Okay. And those are on I Instagram. Don't know them. Yeah, and I follow those guys. And they put up uh monthly art prompts and this one for Squared Co was Superman. Oh. Okay. And um and then the one for Planet Pulp was The Great Outdoors and I thought what a cool way to knock out, you know, oh, two birds nice. So, uh, yeah, I did that, that. and and I had, <laughs> well, no, cheating, but uh, Mark was okay with it. Mark was like, "Dude, this is that's that's clever," you know. But um, the Planet Pulp was not. <laughs> they were they hated that idea. How no, dare you? They they liked that's it. Why too. I don't know them. They liked it too, but um, no, it, it, I thought that was a natural fit for the two, mm-hmm. and during the. Well, I don't know if you guys know this or not or noticed it, but he's in the traditional Superman pose from mm-hmm. Action yes. Comics. Mm-hmm. Um, and, Superman number one. Yeah, and then hence the like the oval and everything in the composition yeah. is a nod to that. Oh, I was wondering about what, sure. what the point of the oval was. Okay. Yeah, and okay. and kind of give it that you know the great outdoors Bob Ross kind of vibe as and well. Also, the egg from Ray Player One. That's you're trying to evoke that. I've right? never even seen Ray Player <gasps> One. Yeah. <gasps> So you sure. uh, you should see it, yeah, or read the book. I don't know for yeah. books, but yeah. And an- and another thing about the piece, it's actually not from a scene in the movie or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I was having a kind of a hard time with. I had the Superman pose in mind and everything like that, but 
he doesn't fly until like the very end of the film. Yeah. And um and he doesn't well, use the suit and he doesn't have the S on his chest, you know. When he flies. Yeah. yeah. But I wanted that obviously for the prompt and everything exactly. and the look. Yeah. So this is actually in my mind, if you look closely at it, it's Hogarth imagining the Iron Giant. Like he's reflecting oh, on the Iron Giant. I love that. You can see his hand, it's close to the to the people in it and everything, but mm-hmm. it's faded. Like it, parts of him are faded, so it's actually the ghost or the memory of the Iron Giant. Oh wow. And okay. so talking about the soul and and uh life and and everything like that and that oh, value. That's beautiful. That makes <laughs> you want to cry. So if he's not actually there, the giant's not actually there, it's a memory of, it's of a from memorable. Hogarth. But that's awesome. It's, Very it's cool. It's a dead giant that's, flying. <laughs> That's great that you put so much uh, thought and care into making that. That's this awesome artistry and and illustration design work, Colin. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you. It's so awesome. And here's how you enter the giveaway. All you have to do is join our Facebook group and comment on the Iron Giant giveaway post, which uh, should be at the top as one of our announcements. So you just comment like, I want to be in the giveaway or... Uh, I'd want that poster or something like that. And we'll have a, a picture of the, the print. It won't Give be the poster of me. the print <laughs> as the, as the post. So you should be able to recognize it. So that's it. Uh, but Francisco, I'm not on social media, but I love the iron Gen and I want to print. Can I enter the giveaway? Well, I'm glad you asked. Yes, you can. What? All you have to do is you, because not everyone's on Facebook. So, so they can go get it for 30% off. If, listen, they're, right. if they're listening to this point, they are Winder 2 and should be allowed to enter. So if you want what? to enter and you're, you're not on Facebook for some reason, you can go to our contact form at retrorewindpodcast.com slash contact. Just uh, send us your name and the message, this rewinder likes the Iron Giant or something like that. And we will draw the winner between the Facebooks and the email people on our six-year anniversary episode, which we are going to record on November 23rd. That's uh, this year's Black Friday, November 23rd, 2018. So good luck to everyone. Thank you again so much, Colin. It's awesome for you to do yeah, that. Thank you so much, you guys. This is awesome. Wait. Yeah, oh, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Before you go, how do we get the thirty percent off? Is there a, a oh code? that yeah? That's at go to artbycolin dot bigcartel.com or retrorewindpodcast.com slash colin two l's in colin, and that's c o l l i n. Yep. Yeah, not colon. No, exactly. or colin with an e. Yep. Uh, and you enter. I'm not sure if it's at the checkout or where yeah, exactly. At checkout. At checkout, yeah. the coupon code is going to be retro rewind. Oh, nice. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, one other announcement I have is that next week, actually, when you're listening to this now, I am in the middle of my Extra Life Marathon week. And so I am this week. What if I'm not listening to it for a month or if two? If you are listening to this on the week of October 22nd through October 26th, 2018, uh, 2018, I am currently okay. in the process of uh, streaming two hours ish every night from 8 to 10 pacific time on twitch.tv slash retro rewind pod just our normal channel and i'll be streaming uh do games, we have an abnormal channel doing uh, a pot we're gonna and we're gonna be doing a special podcast at, at the end on friday night with uh pair franson from christian geek central which it's going to be essentially one of our backup episodes that we have if paul or i get sick or if something else happens, we'll release it then. So if you want to hear it early before anyone else, uh, tune in 
Uh, so if you're listening to this the day of release, you still have a couple days. So you still have time. Set, find a babysitter. Do whatever you need to do so that you can watch. <laughs> yeah, so hopefully you can catch some of that. And if you want to donate, go to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash Extra Life. I'm still... Uh, please do not take this as a guilt trip. I'm still well below my goal uh, for this year. So if you want to help with that, that'd be great. But um, come on, folks, it's only a dollar. His goal is be, two dollars. We need two people. Come on. No, my goal is much higher than that. All right, four dollars. <laughs> anyway, if you feel led to donate, awesome. If not, hope you. I hope you get to watch and just hey. become aware of what extra life is. What do all the proceeds go to? They go to uh, my local Children's Miracle Network Hospital, which is uh, OHSU Dornbecker Children's Hospital. Quite the mouthful to say. I was about uh, to say, I think you're making things up. <laughs> but <laughs> essentially, it goes to fund kids that are either in critical or life-threatening uh, sicknesses uh, or uh, afflictions or things that they can't otherwise cover on their they can't cover the medical expenses. Their families can't uh, on their own. So in order to get this life-giving care, they need help. So that's what mm-hmm. the funds from Extra Life go to Go to help. Cool. Vote on the movies we cover at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash vote. Buy our t-shirts at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash store. Get bonus content and more by supporting us on Patreon at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash support. And contact us at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash contact. How else can people reach us, Paul, and you specifically? You can talk to us on social media. We are Retro Rewind Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and also we mentioned the uh, the Facebook group there. Mm-hmm. Uh, join in the. I am encouraging people to join in the conversation there. If you anything comes to mind that you remember you haven't thought of in a while that's fifteen years or older, uh, put a post up there. See things that you like. Share things that are uh, retro with us. We'd all totally uh, join in the conversation. Basically, exactly. Uh, we, you we can do usually do a good job between the two of us approving posts right away if they're they're good to go. Right. So we're you know you can catch us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can also watch us record these very podcasts as well as live streams of video games and pixel art illustration. And if you follow us on twitch.tv slash retro rewind pod, you can watch us all there do that kind of stuff. But if you want to find me specifically, I'm Paul J. Powers. So you can go to pauljpowers.com and I have all my social media links there. Or you can join us next episode when Francisco and I will actually not be here, but you can listen Wait, to our we're wives. We're not going to be here? No, our wives will be, though. They'll be discussing The Little Mermaid. Ooh. That's cool. It'll be an all-female cast. So listen. All-female podcast. Ah, ah, ah. But yeah, we're we're really looking forward to uh, our wives and a couple other uh, people who've been on the podcast before doing the show. And while well, Paul and I just take a little bit of a break, and uh, it'll just it's just a fun sort of to see see what happens when. When we have other people doing the show. So looking forward to that one. Hey, Francisco. Yes. We should plan our sickness for when the girls do their podcast. So, you know, we wouldn't have to miss an, another episode. You know what, Paul? <laughs> Take that up in our, in our uh, staff meeting. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Captain. <laughs> That's right, XO. <laughs> 
And as Paul has mentioned, we are on Twitch, and subscribing to our channel supports us for anywhere between a $2 and $5 a month. You can subscribe for free with an Amazon Prime membership. Just go to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash Twitch Prime to learn how. I have a video taking you through the process. And a big thanks to our current Twitch circuits. That's what we call the people that subscribe to us on Twitch. See, it's the reflux capacitors and the Twitch circuits. It's this whole Back to the Future motif. Our current ones... Napod, Christian Geek Central, Rotius1886, Chris Nitz, uh, Nathan James Norman, Paul J. Powers, Dale Who? Uh, 71129, and Mad Cowan. Thank you all for subscribing to us on Twitch. And thank you, Paul, for being no, you're welcome. an awesome friend, awesome giant of a guy, because you're taller than me. You're not really a giant, but super. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being an awesome co-host, XO, and my Rock. good, good friend. <laughs> so glad I get to do this show with you. Uh, and I am also grateful to our guest, Colin, for coming on the show. It's yeah. fantastic having you on. Right. Uh, great to be here, you guys. Thank you. It was a blast. Awesome. Oh, awesome. It's great to have you. Yeah, right. totally great to have you. And can you tell us where people can find you online? Uh, we said a few places, but where can people find you online? And is there anything else you'd like to promote? Uh, yeah, sure. The best place to find me is uh, on my Instagram. At, oh, yes. At Art by Colin. Yeah. And uh, my website, full portfolio, everything. And feel free to reach out on Instagram, direct message me, and uh, stay tuned for shows and uh, print releases and all that kind of stuff in the future. Very and cool. I'm active there all the time. So that's the best place to get at me. So thank you again, Colin. Awesome having you. But, but as good as it was having you and Paul on, I am most grateful to you. Yes, you listening right now, whether this is your first time listening to the show or you're part of our awesome Rewinder community, thank you for spending time with us, and we pray you're more joyful now than when you first hit play. I have been and continue to be Francisco Ruiz. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at FXRUIZX, and you can hire me to do pixel art illustration for you via Fiverr at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash Fiverr. Finally, we are proud to be part of the Retro Junkies Network at TheRetroJunkies.com and the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. You can catch us at either of those, but like a Pokemon, we got to catch you all on the next episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Retro Rewind Mission Complete. Proceed to Nap Point Omega and return to base. Thanks, you know, Francisco. Yes, you, Paul. You, you know uh, Geek Devotions and uh, their Glicks, right? They're, yes. Don't you think it would be amazing if Glicks met Alice at some point? That would be amazing. Yeah. That would be really should. cool. It's kind of like a blind date. <laughs> do it. What does this have to do with your giant fall? No, it's just... Um, it... Uh, 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 you'll be chief inspector of subway toys by the time I'm through with you. <laughs> <laughs>